What is up, everybody? Today is Monday, February 15th, and we are back after a, a pause, a week pause. Uh, Eric, how are you feeling? I'm good. I'm much better these days. Uh, COVID got to me, guys, and I, I'm sorry about it. And it took away my ability to podcast. And for that, I will never be, uh, I will never be forgiven. I feel like. Well, you know, I, I'll be the first to say, uh, A, obviously glad you're okay. Thank you. Uh, you fought through it and you're back. And, you know, if, if we have to take a pause from the podcast, um, I know a lot of people are probably refreshing. They're probably hitting that refresh button constantly to see, hey, what, where's the pod? Where's the pod? And, uh, you know, we had to take a break. I think you could have pulled through last week by talking to you. Yeah. But you know what? We need you to rest up. We got to, we got to, we got a lot going on. We need you healthy. Tons, tons going on. And I'm glad that was the week I missed. Um, now, now I'm good. I should be full, full fledged, ready to go for twice a week, uh, full call to action podcast episodes. So wow. Setting the sights high. So I, 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 well, again, um, well, what, what did we miss? What, what did we do? We, what we didn't we talk about? Week. Yeah, we had a busy week. Obviously we had, um, softball start this past weekend. Um, so shout out to, uh, BG pitcher Peyton Gottschall. I think her, uh, is how you say her last name. Uh, first, first game, 20 strikeouts school record. Uh, and then the next day she went out and pitched a perfect game. So I don't That's know. That's insane. I don't know if you can have a better weekend than that, Jeremy. I don't know what your best uh, was uh, on the Hill, but uh, I'm sure it was better than that. Well, no, uh, that's incredible way to start things off. I mean, 20 strikeouts. That's just in seven innings. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And then they come back the next day and pitch a perfect game. And I believe what, 15 strikeouts that next yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, that's, ins that's insane. That's it just made, insane. It made it um, easy for, uh, softball pitcher of the week this week and i appreciate that yeah yeah i was gonna say if you need any help with that you know yeah. <laughs> let me know I, um no you know even the, even this past week uh basketball uh due to covid we lost a bunch of games but um uh this this past weekend we had some really good games uh really good performances you know the the race at the top of uh, the men's basketball standings has has tightened um and, you know, the more I watch our basketball teams, the more excited I get for our tournament because it's going to be wild. We have we have so many good teams in our league, uh, you know, on the men and women's side. But I'm talking specifically men for the first part here. But, I mean, it's it's the MAC. It's any time you go out there, either team can win, you know. It's, it's incredible. I mean, even, even this past week, I mean, we look at, even on the women's side, um, we've had performances like I've never seen before. I mean, we've had girls averaging 40 points a game in, in a week, girls, you know, gathering 17 rebounds a game. Um, you know, it, it's statistically, it's one of the most crazy max women's basketball seasons I've seen, at least in my, in my time here. Um, so it's been very exciting, obviously. Well, you know, you look at it, you, you just look at how things go. And like this past Saturday, rivalry game, mind you, but Bowling Green, uh, who was picked preseason favorites, they hit definitely what you would call a, a slump. I mean, losing six games in a row is not the way you want to do things. And then they come and face a team who's just been steamrolling in Toledo and they go into their building and win. And that's just the Mac. That's, that is the Mac. That's, that's what this conference has always been is that, just on any given day in any given day. And um, it's, it's tightened things, you know, Toledo's still at the top of the Mac men's standings, Akron uh, by, by mere 
winning percentage points. Uh, they're tied in the in the loss column, but Akron's played one less game. Um, you know, is right there, and Kent is only a game behind. And then you got like you know your Buffalo and Bowling Green and and Miami and and Ball State and uh, I think I'm forgetting a team that's in our top eight right now, but Ohio, uh, you know, like all these teams yeah, have had great, great performance. Even, even on the women's side, like last week we had Ohio sitting at our seventh seed, and I'm like, you know what? That's the scariest seventh seed I've ever seen um, in our right. time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, you know, as, as we count down the days, work through some things, uh, you know, I continue to just get really excited about the, the, the uh, basketball, the brand uh, of basketball and just um, the, the exciting games and matchups that we're going to have, because it's just going to be, it's going to be awesome. But um, today's show outside of that. And and by the way, I guess, because this hasn't been since we've been on, Shout out Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Shout out to former uh, or Max student athletes, uh, Scotty Miller, Antonio Brown, Pat O'Connor, Sean Murphy Bunting, and our boy Javon Hagen, who was gracious enough to come on the show. Uh, all five now uh, world champs. And, uh, you know, it's, it's good for them. Uh, congrats to them. It's uh, the, the celebration. I uh, don't know if you saw some of that. I, I, the only person I really saw in a lot of the celebration videos was Scotty Miller. Um, yeah. And I think it's probably cause he was on the other boat where, you know, uh, TB 12 was tossed in the Lombardi, uh, you know, <laughs> from boat to boat, but honestly, um, that might've been his best throw of the season. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was quite a throw, quite a throw, quite a scene. Um, you know, I, I, I was thinking like, when the Browns win the Super Bowl, like, will yeah, they yeah. go down the Cuyahoga River, down the flats? In a, could you imagine that scene? Well, they'll, they'll have to uh, clear out all the snow and ice, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, anything's hey, possible. If the Browns anything's possible. Bowl, anything's possible. So the I'm heat gonna, from yeah. the city would melt any ice that's <laughs> that's happening. But, yeah, I guess you have a point with the weather here. I didn't think about that. Bad job out of me. Bad job. Uh, going to be tough to do that. But yeah. I, uh, I, I just keep thinking the flats. When they were the flats, like really the flats, a, a boat parade down there, would <laughs> that'd be something. That'd yeah. be something. But, yeah, congrats to our, our guys, uh, you know, that, that they were able to uh, get that world championship. Uh, today's show – uh, switching gears here, uh, Mac history, got Mac history coming up this weekend, uh, with the inaugural women's lacrosse season in the Mac, uh, six schools in Mac women's lacrosse. We have Akron, Kent state, central Michigan, Detroit, Mercy, sorry, Detroit, Mercy. Got to say Detroit, Mercy found that, uh, Robert Morris and Youngstown state. Um, and then that's this year and Eastern Michigan, Eastern Michigan will be joining in, uh, in, you know, a couple of years. Um, but yeah, it's, it's exciting for those six schools, uh, to now say they are a member of the Mac and women's lacrosse. And so we wanted to, uh, bring on a special guest to talk about the upcoming season, uh, like we normally do. And, um, uh, we have coach, uh, Brian Tierney from Kent state, um, to shed a little light because you know what your boy over here, Not, don't, I don't know much. Yeah, I don't know we, much about women's cross and that's okay. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's why I think specifically deep down, that's why we did this was to, uh, make you inform me. Across. Hey, always it's learning, always, always learning. And, uh, I, I, you know, I'm not ashamed 
I just think, you know, I'm going to ask coach, I'll tell you right now what I'm going to ask her. I'm going to ask her to tell me, you know, what to tell me about women's lacrosse. Tell me why I should be watching. Tell me why I'm going to fall in love with this sport, because although I've seen it on TV, um, I don't know what's going on at all. And uh, I know, I mean, I know when, you know, you score, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, but, but, but that's, that's about it. So I'm really excited about this guest and uh, to bring coach Tierney on and, and to just talk us not, not only about Kent state women's lacrosse, but just about the Mac and joining the sport and, and to learn a little bit, a little bit more about the sport. And so uh, with that, let's get to coach Tierney. All right. As we talked about uh, in the open here, we have a special guest with us today, Coach Brian Tierney from Kent State Women's Lacrosse Program. Um, Brian, I mean, Mac, Mac Women's Lacrosse is here and uh, it's it's really exciting time. Uh, I think I'll start by asking the thing that most Midwestern people uh, probably have the question is uh, introduce women's lacrosse to us because growing up in Ohio my whole life, I don't know too much and don't claim to know too much. And that's why I was kind of excited about this uh, as, as we get started in, into a, a new uh, era of, of Mac women's lacrosse. So uh, coach Tierney, like, take it away. Tell me everything I need to know. Everything. About lacrosse. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think um, the best part of this, right. Is, is that you guys are going to get to see a lot more of, of lacrosse around here and the beauty of it is, is it's going to continue to grow in Ohio and Michigan and and the Midwest and you know as it has been but now we have all these new division one programs and you see it in the Mac um, just popping up left and right and and we're continuing to grow continuing to get bigger um, but the beauty of lacrosse is it's it's kind of a combination of of um you know, some basketball, a lot of basketball defense, a lot of basketball motion offense, um, some soccer, you know, we're on a bigger field, like a soccer field and, and kind of, you know, the field um, works that way. There's 12 people on a field, one goalie, and then um, there's an offside. So it's usually seven V seven and an offensive or a defensive end. Um, what else can I tell you? I think, I think, well, a lot I'll be I'll be honest. I think Jeremy's the only one on this call with really no lacrosse experience. <laughs> hey, like, hey, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've watched, I've watched, you know, on TV, I've definitely watched. It's a very exciting sport. I just don't know. I don't know the ins and outs and will never claim. <laughs> I mean, I'm watching it and it's, uh, it's high, uh, energy and, and fast paced and, uh, exciting outside okay. of those three things. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, it, it's awesome. All four years of my college uh, career at, at Baldwin Wallace, I uh, covered the women's lacrosse team there. Oh, and, great. Uh, yeah. And so uh, I have pretty vast experience. And now I'm my girlfriend now uh, used to play for the team. So we're constantly talking about women's lacrosse and stuff like that. So I think it's awesome that I finally have a way to connect with her through the Mac. So it's awesome. Great. Yeah. And, and our, our assistant coach or new assistant that just came on was a star at Baldwin Wallace, Megan Patrick. Yeah. So we're excited to have her joining the staff and I'm oh, sure you nice. know her well and kind of probably talked about her a lot as she was a player there. 
Um, but I think I think one of the things you got to know about lacrosse is is there's so many unique players. Like you can be you can be tall and fast and good. You can be short and a little bit slower, but smarter and good. You could have a great stick and be good. And I think that's that's always been. Um, kind of a draw for me is like finding a kid's strength and and kind of you know putting in, a, in them in a spot to succeed and excel and um using all those different kinds of players in a way that works well jeremy i'll uh, i'll let you know i don't know if it's is i don't know if it's true in women's class i know it's the true in men's lacrosse but they have different size sticks correct depending on where you play on the field yeah goalies have that, bigger than, than field players yep i'm learning a lot you I'm are. learning a lot already, and I'm and I'm excited. I mean, I I am excited. This is huge for our conference to add a sport. I know it's probably not during the time, or none of us when we added women's lacrosse thought that we'd be going through what we're currently going through. Um, it, but that doesn't take away from you know how exciting this is to to just add another sport and a sport that, uh, again, um, you know, in the Midwest, there's there's not a lot of it. It's it's usually along the East Coast and. Uh, has been at least that's to my knowledge I think I have that right uh, coach what I wanted to ask and um, you know I, I know your dad played a major role in this but how how did you tell us the story of how you became involved in uh, lacrosse um, well funny funnily enough I always told them you know I was gonna I was gonna row crew at Harvard growing up and just he was at Princeton University and they hated Harvard and I just wanted to kind of push his buttons and and ruffle some feathers so um one I was like I'm not playing lacrosse and two um, I was like I'm gonna go to your rival school so you know kind of um took the opposite turn I you know I grew up around a team I was you know running around practice fields from the time I can remember and you know around a place like Princeton University is is pretty special and I I think about running around soccer games with Michael Bradley, who's, who's now um, U.S. men's soccer captain, you know, and, and the two of us were little and just running around at, at the university at lacrosse and soccer games. So, you know, being, a, being able to grow up around a sport and around a team and around a, a university is really, really special. And, you know, I would, I would wish that for any kid. And, and I'm fortunate that my three-year-old gets to come to practice every now and again and, and run around with the girls and they babysit him and all of that. So I think um, it's the best way to, to gain the value of a sport and the value of being a part of a team and um, a tribe and, and being a part of you know, something bigger than yourself. And, you know, I, I didn't really, um, like middle school, I had to play boys lacrosse. We didn't really have girls lacrosse. So I played that. And then in high school, it kind of really kicked in and I, I decided I wanted to play in college and I played a lot of field hockey and lacrosse through high school. Um, and then went to college and, and played a bit, but was kind of the perpetually injured kid that every team has. So kind of got my coaching experience a little bit in, in college watching on the sidelines and, um, you know, the, the rest is kind of history. I've, I've stuck with it. I've done a couple other jobs um, here and there as we've moved around for my husband and I, you know, work experience and, and different jobs have transitioned, but um, keep wanting to come back to a university and a college experience and, and Kent State is the, the best place to do it. Yeah, and for those that don't know, I mean, your father, the, the U.S. lacrosse field, right, is, is named 
after your father, right? That's right. So That's right. Yeah. Tierney Field out down in, in Baltimore. Um, and, and he's, he's a legend. Um, and, and certainly, you know, we still give him a hard time cause he's our dad, but it's, it's pretty special. The things he's, he's done in the sport. No, for sure. And I know you guys were going to set to play Akron right at the field, but then it just got, it got canceled. So that's the end of it. <laughs> well, any, I mean, any plans ahead. to reschedule that at all or, or get down there eventually? That'd be awesome. I mean, like I, I just, it, it's a little bit of pressure. And I think when we had scheduled that game, my dad's team at the university of Denver was going to play there the next day. So they were going to come watch the game us against Akron and, and cheer on the team. And it was, it, you know, we were really looking forward to, to that special time. So um, I'm hoping eventually, yeah, I think, I think, you know, credit to us lacrosse for building a facility that, um, is so important to our sport and, and is, is really perfect for our sport. And, you know, I, I can't wait to get back to traveling to places where our families are, our team's families are, my family is, you know, kind of getting all over the country again um, and getting out of this pandemic. And, and kind of expand on that a little bit, because just growing up, you know, living lacrosse like you did, in, in terms of building your own unique team and building a, an identity for your team, what, how are there any you know similarities between that which you see with your dad and what you want to do with your teams and things like that, or is it completely separate? Absolutely, I, you know, I was just saying to to my husband the other day um, that I remember sitting and listening to re, re, him doing recruiting calls every night till 9 30 at night and and just listening to those and how he talked to his players and you know how he's treated them over the years and um you know I talk to him still daily and it's it's funny to be going through you know with all his experience going through this experience for the first time you know coaching a team in a pandemic together where he doesn't you know, maybe have the answers for me or, or, you know, we're comparing notes in a, in a different way than we ever have. So that's been really cool and interesting. And, um, you know, it, it just is, is it, it's, it's ingrained in you a little bit. Um, and, and certainly I asked myself a lot, one, what would my, my dad do in this situation, but two, what would my husband do? Cause he's also a, a, a phenomenal coach in his own right. And, and, um, you know, has, has such great accolades and, and started a program up at Cleveland State and did it in a really big way. And, and so I have, I have some really great resources, right, you know, at the touch of a button um, or, or, you know, across the dinner table that, you know, answer my questions all the time and I bounce ideas off all the time. And, and I'm, you know, I don't think I could do this job without those two in particular. Definitely a, definitely a family affair through, through and through. That's, that's, that's awesome to hear. Um, what, what does this mean? Just, um, the Mac adding women's lacrosse. I mean, how excited are you that the Mac has taken it and, and that, that we are adding it and, um, you know, getting ready for the first weekend of play. Yeah. I mean, I'm so excited. And I think one of the first questions I asked, um, you know, Janet Kittle and, and Joel, when, when I was interviewing for the job here was basically, 
you know, what's our plan for a conference? Because you don't want to do this thing and, and be an independent and kind of be floundering for games. And, you know, you want to, you want to be fighting for something at the end of the season. And, you know, we were so fortunate and privileged that we were in the ASUN for the first two years of the program. And I'm, I'm so grateful to them, but being able to, um, you know, go against our traditional rivals, Akron and, and, um, you know, Central Michigan and those guys that that the rest of the school is competing against versus a Jacksonville and a Stetson and a Central, uh, you know, a Coastal Carolina where nobody really knows anything about them um, outside of our sport. I think it's it's really cool to to be able to, you know, kind of incorporate some of those Kent State traditions in our program now. And I think, you know, it's it's um, we're fighting for a lot of recruits and in, in the same recruits in the same areas. And, uh, you know, you, you just feel like at the end of the day, if you're winning that recruiting battle, then then maybe down the line, these championships will come. But I think, um, you know, getting a Mac championship, it, it just means so much to these kids. And, um, you know, even I think about Kent State just starting the program here and, and you know, we're kind of the, the old guard in our conference now, you know, where, which is crazy being only three years old, but we have, you know, Youngstown State and Akron a year behind us and then we're adding Eastern Michigan in a couple of years so it's like, okay, we're not the new guy anymore, you know, and, and that has its own kind of set of um, expectations to it as well. And, and how do you expect kind of the first season to go? I mean, obviously you're coming from a, a, a well-established ASUN conference. Um, do you expect the play to be a little different or, or the type of style to be different? What do you expect from the first year? Kind of? Absolutely. And I think it's a lot of teams still trying to figure out who they are. You know, I think Robert Morris and um, Detroit and Central Michigan all have a have a pretty good sense of, of who they are and what they're doing and they're more established. Um, but us and Akron and, and Youngstown, like like I said, we're still, you know, I think last year was was going to be the tipping point year for us. And, and we were just getting to that and then COVID hit. And so this year, which should be our junior season, is just still a little bit more, you know, finding ourselves and, and getting our foot, feet under us. So we did, you know, the coaches rankings the other day and I was kind of like, well, could be could go anyway here. Um, and, and I know we've been working so hard and we have this junior junior class who's really driving the ship and you know you think back to when they were all freshmen and they had nobody ahead of them and it was just sort of like well guys you have you have a week to figure this out because I'm going to ask you to be upperclassmen after after a couple weeks of your freshman year so um yeah it's it's it the the conference as a whole you know is going to be um it's going to be competitive. I know, I know the traditional, the rivalry is going to come out for sure. Um, but I also think there's some camaraderie there in that we are all starting pretty young. Like Sarah at Central Michigan had a big hand in helping me my first couple of years and, and was so gracious and, you know, shared everything with us. And, and, you know, Christy at, at Akron and I have talked a ton and, and kind of have been through this process together as well. So there is a, a lot of um, just intramac, you know, um, just helpfulness and, and we want each other to do well. It's just going to bring the whole conference up.
and, and I don't want to necessarily put you on the spot, but who do you think your biggest competition is going to be this year? I know you oh, said kind of the old guard. Yeah. Like, looking ahead, who can we expect to really? The old guard. Yeah, I think well, Central Michigan, what are they? And they're, maybe they're sixth year and they're the, the old guard, which is, is funny. And um, Robert Morris, you know, all we've, because of their close proximity and, and only being about an hour and a half from us, we've played them every fall and every spring since we started the program. So they're a really good gauge for us on how we've grown and, and kind of gotten better. And their head coach actually coached me at Colgate. So there's a little bit of a rivalry there um, and, and kind of a connection in that way too. So it's always fun to, to see them and play them. And, and we've gone back and forth every year too. Which came back and listening to all this and you've shed a little light on, you know, the actual sport for me, you shed a little light on how you grew up liking, you know, grew up within the sport. Tell me what I will love most about watching lacrosse this year. Why will I, why will I fall in love with it? The speed for sure. Um, and, and the amount of scoring, you know, and, and, the, the kind of trickery and, and beauty of some of the goals is really, really cool. But these kids are also so tough and, you know, they get just crushed on a, on a daily, you know, minute base, minute by minute basis on the field. So, you know, it's a little scary at sometimes to watch and, and also, you know, just fun and fast paced and, and, you know, we're getting to a place of, of lightness on our team of positivity and the, the cheering that happens on the sidelines always always pretty hilarious and I know there's teams out there that kind of pride themselves on their their um, goal celebrations and all of that so there's there's hopefully going to be a lot of them in store for us this spring and um, you know the fa the draw is what we call our face off and that's kind of a uh, a back and forth um, tactical kind of battle between, you know, two players or six players um, that are on the draw circle. So that's kind of fun to, to kind of um, decipher and, and stat out and see who's, who's really pulling ahead in that way. But, but you, it can come down to who's having a hot day in the goal goalie wise, or who's having a hot day on the draw. And, um, you know, there's a lot, just so many factors that go into it. Plus we'll play in any, any weather. So blizzard heat, we play in it all. So, you know, these girls are tough. I'll, I'll tell you what, Jeremy, there's very few positions in lacrosse that I think I could actually play. <laughs> Well, we could say that about I, any I don't sport, know if but yeah. Scarier things than standing in a lacrosse net from being a goal. <laughs> to me, that's the scariest no, thing because those those balls are tough, man. They are they are hard, and it isn't. No, I again, I, I've watched, and I the reason I asked that question is just because I think. I'm trying to uh, put myself and I probably am putting myself in uh, most of the population in this area. Right. I mean, I, I just don't think people are, and I, I mean, you know, I kid around. I, I mean, I know enough, I know enough, you know, to get in trouble about lacrosse, but I just think that that's a big thing of just um, getting people educated on, on the game and what they'll really like when they watch it and down the road, you know, when, when it's time for maybe two teams are tied at the end, what, what they, championship game would look like and how exciting that would be and and i just you know to get more people involved like myself is uh, all the things you said i mean 
that sounds great to me. I mean, I, I love to, I, you know, I'd love to, I, I like all that stuff. So it's, uh, no, it's, it's really cool that, uh, you know, we're adding it and I'm, I'm really going to definitely be tuning in for sure. Eric, you got anything else? Oh yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah, uh, it's more no, of a statement. I'm sorry about that. It just never did. Um, <laughs> no, but coach, I mean, obviously how nice is it for you, especially this year, kind of having that established base of, of players you can rely on and not necessarily having to teach a new program every year this year. Um, what's it like, you know, having Abby coming back and Megan coming back um, for their, for their year? Yeah, I think that reliability piece is, is so huge. And, you know, the way the world is right now, we had a Zoom call the other day and, and you know, our team meeting via Zoom. And I just held the juniors on for a couple extra minutes and said, hey, hey, guys, like we were talking about, you know, who's your foxhole on your team? Who is who is who's got your six and and who are you looking to when things are going south you know and and the juniors are my foxhole they're that crew that i'm gonna look at um and and they're gonna be the ones driving the ship like i said and and you know they're we've been through so much you know and and it's funny you think back to their freshman year um when you know, I was teaching them how to catch correctly. And now we were looking around the field in the fall at, at uh, specifically, you know, we had to break into smaller groups. So we had a lot of the juniors together in one group and, and we were watching their practice and we we're like, wow, okay, we're, we're division one now, you know, three years down the line. And I think we, they tried their hardest their freshman year and they, they worked their butts off, but just that experience piece, the on-field, the getting the, the seasons under their belt, it's just so different coming from, you know, a, a high school player to now a, a junior division one player. There's just, there's no match for experience. And, um, you know, last year was kind of a half year experience, but I think it taught a lot of the kids gratitude and gratitude for, for not having a season or not being able to go to practice and not being able to have these relationships that they now get to have. So um, my junior class is, is, you know, my heart and, and hands down, like, I think the most experienced junior class in the country at this point, you know, they've, they've played almost every minute of every game as a crew. So I know what to expect from them. I know what we're getting when we put them out on the field and, and now we just build them up with, with some talent behind them too. And, and that talent's driving us as well. And coach, just how at the, at the end of this, when it's all said and done, how will you define success for this upcoming season? Um, that's a great question. I think, I think we've, we've set some goals, you know, game by game and we'll continue to set those goals. Um, I think for success for us at this point is, is staying healthy and, and maintaining a, a positivity and, and kind of relentlessness through this weird season and taking whatever is thrown at us. You know, you always talk about, um, controlling the controllables um, as a coach. And it's, it's so cliche, but I think um, this year, who knows what could happen, you know, between quarantining kids and contact tracing and, you know, maybe going up against a team that has, has a COVID um, issue or something along those lines. It's just like, it's it's controlling the controllables to another level where maybe in the past if we were worrying about weather and refs you know this year it's like 
okay, we're in a pandemic, so <laughs> we need to just take care of us and take care of what we can in our bubble right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, coach, thank you so much for joining us today. I know Jeremy definitely learned a lot. I did. Uh, I did. We'll have to get him in the net it, sooner rather yeah, than Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, do you think I could stop? Do you think I could stop one shot? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I don't I don't think so either. I yeah. I mean, I I think there's many sports that we could probably say that about. But we often when we have guests on here, we say, you know, whether it's a swimmer, could Eric win a race if he had like a whole length of the pool start and we talked this to him as it so with me yeah in goal i, I don't think it would end well i don't for think me. so either <laughs> but i'm going to be watching i'm going to pick up some skills from all these talented student athletes we have and maybe maybe give me a year maybe i'll oh, learn something yeah. when, when it's not COVID season we'll definitely be getting down to a game uh sooner rather than later appreciate for the sure. support guys yeah absolutely, absolutely. thanks for joining us All right, there you have it, Eric. I know way more now. Yeah, about we'll see lacrosse we'll, than we'll I did see. before we started. And you know what? We that's that was the goal. That was well, the goal the good, coming in. Is, is you have me doing stats this year, so you won't have to necessarily worry about all the ins and outs of, of what well, I want to learn. I, I want to know about the ins and well, outs. All right, well, then uh, we'll figure it out. You but can't just run away, you just can't I, run away, man. I, I'm excited to have you on board now because now we're really going to be talking women's lacrosse, and I, I love it. Next men's okay. lacrosse, maybe. Who knows? I, I am, I am going to be talking about it, and uh, I got excited. I mean, just fast pace aggressive style of play like coach Tierney said it's uh it's it's sounds right up my alley it really is I think I think you'll be pleasantly pleasantly excited about about what's to come and the future of of Mac women's lacrosse so I'm I'm very excited well again we want to thank coach for joining us today great interview um uh you know for her to shed some light on on not only sport but what's going on at Kent State and we can't thank her enough for for joining us um that what do we um what do we got coming up here yeah, well, you got a women's lacrosse uh, preseason yeah, poll coming out tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Yep. And uh, we have men's soccer starting up this week as well. So we have a, a preseason poll uh, for that coming out tomorrow as well. So stay tuned for and, that. And, oh, by the way, baseball also starts this oh, week. Oh, also. Everything's everything. <laughs> we'll be putting our baseball, baseball preseason poll out on Wednesday this week so um yeah that's another exciting thing and baseball wow that snuck up on me i mean yeah well i don't think we could have said uh, a year ago that uh, we would have been releasing a men's soccer preseason poll and a baseball preseason poll in the same week so i don't think we'd ever said that so unprecedented times here well i mean just doing anything baseball i mean they're gonna play games this weekend and i look at this calendar and like i said it's the very first thing i said it's february 15th and i feel like the baseball season just keeps inching up week by week every year i'm telling you i'm telling you the only reason we played this week for softball is i I, cleveland state has a dome so thank goodness for cleveland state uh yeah they they have the bubble they have the we, we hear a lot of the words of the bubble cleveland state uh, they they do have the bubble there yep. so uh no that's that's i mean we got a lot going on like we talked about our last show um you know a couple weeks ago just the amount of sports and now we're adding women's lacrosse we're adding baseball we've added softball since our last show yep. um and field hockey and, coming and up. field hockey it's coming and then we got women's soccer coming up soon and volleyball's rolling along and we obviously talked about men's and women's basketball it's it's a lot chalk you know chalk full of action and you know what 
we got uh, championships coming up in the next few weeks. Yeah, we got wrestling coming up. We got indoor track and field. Um, not this weekend, but next weekend. So, you know, hope to hope to get some, uh, maybe some guests on around that. Maybe to preview uh, those championships. And yeah, it's it's exciting times. Every time, I think all of us can agree. And I hate the pandemic talk. I know I say it on here, but I do think that um, you know there's a little light at the end of the tunnel with numbers and just things happening. And you know, every every day that goes by, just like man, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm just glad. I guess that what I'm bringing up is I'm just glad that these coaches, student athletes are, you know, getting getting a chance because I mean, we didn't we didn't know back in the fall, no one knew what was going to happen. No one knew, and and so the plan and the procedures in place are are allowing this to happen now without any bumps in the road, but. You know, even our podcast had a bump in the road. We had to take yep. a pause. We had to take a pause. You got to get right. And we're back. You're I back. never thought COVID would put a pause in the podcast, but it did. And uh, well, so now I'm happy to be back. Yeah. Well, we want to thank everyone for listening to today's show. Don't forget, uh, our, our follower base is starting to creep up there on uh, and on Twitter, but I think it could be higher. Uh, so call to action is uh, our Twitter, and uh, hopefully we can put more stuff out there uh, other than just who's on our, our show. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been really good to us to just to even alert the people that we have a new a new podcast. So, um, you know, if you need that kind of drop and, and – uh, someone you know for, for you to know when our next show is please give us a follow um until then get some action Thanks.